Hello, everyone. Welcome to Under the Blanket. And I'm your host, Baba Here Love, our nobody special, because we're all the same. We're all the same. And uh, the only thing that has to die is specialness. That's all. We could still have all the multiplicity and diversity. That's how we play. It's just a different perspective than, you know, the one, say, the machine and the illusion that they're so convinced they're a person and they're out there and it's there's separation and they can't even comprehend that there's other realities besides the one they're in. You know, that's all okay. We all eventually get on with it and we come back to right here and now and that's under the blanket where we all are in that oneness. And today I have on the show who's been on a bunch of shows actually, Jason. Hey, what's going on, man? It's good to be here with you, Jason. And what I find is going on is there's like a process going on. So like uh, I feel this extrication from like the thickness of life and ego and identification with the body and the melodrama. But, you know. What makes all that groovy, I find, is just being here with it, being here and now. And uh, from that spirit, we, we could still, we're still human beings. And there's shit going down in the world, you know, and uh, all that kind of stuff. There's uh, culture and there's politics and all that. And you probably, what's the thing that's been going on lately? It's trending, so to speak, they say. What would you say, the current uh. event? Well, what the uh, media calls the sparking of World War III. Ukraine, yeah, so the, the conflicts. Yeah, Ukraine, you see, um, I at least in my storyline, I see a lot of on my newsfeed, Ukraine flags and, you know, a lot of companies are, you know, sort of milking the Ukraine thing and the politicians are talking about it and there's different perspectives on it. And we could see that, the army from one area went into an area and it was uh, it went into it so that act of aggression war imperialism and all that you know but it's i find it interesting first of all to not get all hung up about it just to be like okay that's nature and that's what's going on yeah also be broken hearted about it you have empathy for all the being suffering in that and all that Indeed. kind of stuff. Compassion. Compassion. So it's about balancing. You don't want to the, get the compassion like, lost remains. In... Right. You you should have compassion, but you should also look at the larger picture. Exactly. That's what I find uh, when we're talking about this. I don't want to get lost in uh, self pity or despair or or fear. You know, just to have that spacious, loving awareness while we're say talking about this like and just to examine it and not forget that while we're talking about it, you know what i mean right indeed so what i found interesting is uh you know before ukraine there was another aggressive war uh with the saudis going into yemen it's been going on for a while there's big famine and more people even in ukraine way more and then like i found it like where we're all the flags from that people were flying about Yemen and no one seemed to care about World War Three or peace and war and I don't think I saw one person 
besides like a few leftists mention it at all and or and, media outlets mention it at all you know it's like well these people over here look a little bit more like us and that garners a little more ratings you know from both the left and the right even though that's just one party but you know like yeah, it's it's like you know these this, these people over here are a little too brown, so we're gonna totally ignore that because it's not gonna garner the compassion and the sentiment that we want or the clickbaits, you know. Uh, yeah, that's a level of it for sure. I think feel we the elephant in the room is is that why is it so much focus on like a Ukraine with lighter people, melatonin, and the browner people of Yemen were not being focused up by the media are people just paying attention to it as much i just feel like that's you know people out there posting ukraine flags are not probably conscious that that all that's going on they just see people posting ukraine flags and they're upset about it and they post it and they have no idea about Mm -hmm. yemen or they might know about it but they just can't put that together yeah well you know yeah i don't i definitely don't blame the people who are like feeling an honest beautiful compassionate empathetic feeling towards like people who are like you know standing their ground on and protecting their country. I mean, that's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful sentiment. But we should also pay attention to, yeah, the other conflicts that are going on in the, country, in the world right now. Yemen included, most specifically. Yeah, and how racism plays into that as far as the narrative. And I just think that's what is difficult for people to face. Is that war, racism, capitalism, sexism, borders, the the structure of corporations and think tanks and governments and mm-hmm. the, the Wall Street and the trading of this first that right. and say the German companies are making raise their military budget and it was even in the business news they're making a shitload of money from this but they're supposed to be on the side of Ukraine but right. they're all happy it's going on so I just think that's what people don't want to face that war and racism and capitalism and profit and poverty and environmental destruction are all this system, this is just built into the way it is now as the system, the global system, you know? Right. Uh, I, I think that people are, it's, it's easy for them to get their spoon-fed digestibles from the very people who are, are, are profiting off of this. You know? <laughs> that's yeah, yeah, I just think it's easier for, say, people to say, I see a bunch of people posting Ukraine flags, I'm going to post a Ukraine flag and talk about peace yeah. now. And it just seems that there is kind of, as far as culture goes, a top-down engineering of sorts as part of the system where now the narrative is focused on Ukraine. Before Yemen, keep that out of the narrative. And how, like, Mm -hmm. social media and how keeping some people off and keeping different, like, narratives separate and distinctive. Like, you have the right-wing narrative, and they all seem to speak the same right-wing narrative and have the same this as far as in this country, and mm-hmm. you ties into other countries, and then you have the, the left-wing narrative, you have the liberal narrative, you have the talk about this and talk, and it seems like that's all just as part of the system as Wall Street. Are people having a job at McDonald's? Are all, right. It's just like a big holistic like system, you know? Well, they both serve the same masters. You know, like you have like the left and you have the right, and they're both screaming, and they're trying to push their own points, but well, what they think or imagine are their own points, but they're just being spoon-fed by the same people who get their marching orders from the people all the way at the top. You know what I'm saying? Everyone's yeah, being played. Yeah, it's like this. It's like a. It's like a shitty uh, western from Clint Eastwood or something like. You know, 
this guy that comes to town and like plays both sides against one another, you know? And that strange, mysterious fella is the global elite, you know? Uh, and I don't mean that in a in, in a way that like people on the far right mean it that globalist elite. I get what you're saying. Like people think as soon as you say global elite or global capitalists are like how there's multinational corporations and capitalists are involved with all the different sides through banking yes. and through deals yeah. and through arrangements. And it looks like it's NATO versus the Russian and China. But in reality, you go deeper into their hierarchies. There's class solidarity at different levels and it just gets more solidarity to the point where you have these global capitalists and they're not Russian or American or NATO or this. They're just making money off war and part and they have to keep poverty. This and they it's like, but you know, what I see about this is people get confused and they say they're controlling the world, but that's not it. It's there's a system and they serve the system just like the person at the nine-to-five job is. Oh, yes. And you know yeah. what? No, there is no one being controlled. People willingly do this. People willingly because everyone go or, or wants to be part of the system so that, like, you're like, what if my ship comes in uh, and, I, and I'm at the top? Like, so everyone has this this phantom view of, like, romantic idea of, like, oh, my God, I this so there's no one being controlled people are doing this willingly you know it's a from a a certain perspective i see it like you know people often say there's nature you know there's things and nature and there's trees and streams and the ecological system and then there's humans and we create technology and we influence the climate and so on from my perspective all of the inner form so it includes computers and cars and the system and how people interact is all like this energy of nature. And like mm-hmm. it goes through seasons and there's certain times where it's, it does. It is horrible that anyone has to suffer. It is horrible. Any of this Ukraine or Yemen doesn't matter. It's horrible. It's terrible. Yes. But, you know, from a different like you were saying about the bigger picture, you got winter and there's snow and it's really cold and then spring and then there's flowers there's times where humanity's like this and then eventually some sort of spring uh comes in humanity and there's no wars or poverty or any of that and what is it going to help i feel um being not peaceful to get peace like i'm going to post a bunch of ukraine flags or i'm going to protest this or i'm going to be upset about what russia did and i'm really going to post all these things hating Mm -hmm. on putin and i blame putin and russia and i'm angry that actually is sending out this vibration that's contributing to war rather than send out a peaceful vibration. And I don't think that's often bring up. What about, you know, before you have the audacity to say peace in the world, be peaceful yourself, be mm-hmm. peaceful with the people around you, be peaceful with your own mind. How dare I say that? How dare I say that we could make peace with our own mind, a peaceful choir, if you will. You know, like you talk about, you want to talk about magic, you know, like something there's far more like you might consider it like supernatural. But I think that the way that the laws of physics operates is that I think that if you were to have like a global populace of people coming together and chanting peace or being mindful of peace, that can really change the entire scope and the the, uh, wave of mentality throughout the world. 
you know? Yeah, I just feel like um, looking back at anti-war, I, I remember going to an anti-war during the Iraq uh, war time, and it was a protest against the war, and it was really groovy, and I support that kind of thing. But I also noticed it was like everybody wasn't Buddha. They weren't being on a peaceful level. They weren't. It wasn't a really angry protest at all, but it wasn't like, it was kind of like, let's do something. Let's stop well, something. That's, it's us that's, against them. Them that right. started the war and us that are so groovy and we're right and we're so right that it wasn't like they're all pissed off and screaming like during maybe the anti-Vietnam war protest. But, you know, it wasn't like everybody's own, you know what I mean? But, you know, I think but what, what it comes down to, though, and that's what I mean by physics, is that have you you manifest an energy you put forth that energy it's this it's the self-same mind energy that you put forth and not just people who are like i'm angry i'm pissed off i'm this you just put forth the energy of compassion or empathy and you put that out trust me that is a very powerful energy and that sounds i might sound a little hippy dippy but it's okay beautiful but you know what it's actually a reality uh well, you mentioned physics, so let's get into that. I mean, I remember way back in my spiritual awakening path, I had a situation, and this is like, I don't know, 20 years ago, 15 years ago, something like that, back in the college, early 20s. And uh, I had a period where I, I was I was hospitalized for two days for like a spiritual oh, emergency kind of thing, and I was given Risperdal, and Risperdal made me feel so, but they told me I have to take it. Because I was feeling so what they called manic. And, you know, there were ego elements of it. And I'm not saying it was all just pure spiritual awakening. It, was, it had right. a sense of mental uh, issues and something there that's not palpable in society. So I understand that. But then I have to take the risk. Ball, and I took it. I was like, okay, I, I don't want to be in people's face or whatever about anything. So uh, yeah. I took it. And I remember this feeling of being dragged really down to a sense of I felt the Western cynical point of view start to come back a little bit. And I totally felt I was past past that rational materialism, doubt of spiritual. And I had felt that in years. All of a sudden it's back right after I took medicine. So I stopped taking the medicine and that went away. But I was still like disturbed that that would come into my mind i hadn't gotten to the point where thoughts are just thoughts and it's all just whatever and it doesn't matter what right. thought you have it just be at peace with it anyway but i got into the quantum physics and i read the field by lynn mctaggart they found all these scientists into how it's all one consciousness one solid energy of consciousness and past present future it's you know they're basically saying science has proven that there's this spiritual dimension. And then you got Amit Goswami. I read him, uh, wrote a bunch of books about how it proves it. And, you know, it's interesting because even there's CIA documents that came. You ever heard of Vice? Oh, yeah. So Vice recently is like a, a popular news media, whatever. I don't know what you, news magazine online, whatever. So it talked about, the CIA documents that came out, you know, top secret during the 80s with Reagan, and he studied, you know, remote viewing and psychic phenomenon, and they wanted to use spirituality and spiritual powers to help uh, 
the military and see what they could use it for their own ends, so so to speak, weaponized spirituality. It's kind of absurd. But anyway, they looked into it and they found all it was it's all true. And they even say as just it's a fact that the universe as people think of it, their stars are all far out there and separation is a hologram. It's an illusion. And it's really this one cosmic consciousness energy. And, you know, they're saying it because it's fact and they have the proof and it's just like accepted thing in that establishment. But yet you see these mainstream scientists on television. A lot of the time they present the opposite point of view. So, you know, just something to think about, I guess. I, I think that a lot of the mainstream ones, their entire job is to keep people calm. And they don't want to uh, exploit any sort of like thought that may put people off. You know, it's not a matter about like actually putting forth troops, but to maintaining, you know, a line, if you will. And that's yeah, unfortunate. Isn't that more the culture engineering, the narrative, right? Like we talked yeah. about. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. It would be probably so amazing to see how all that works if we were able to trace think tanks and how the companies make the decision to have the news media say these different things that are all one narrative and keep social media under wraps and the nsa follow the dark money and all that dark money all that kind of stuff like how can anyone think they're controlling that i don't know like the elite, imagine there's probably some elite group up there that really like, you know, we are controlling things, but they know they're not controlling things, but they just want to believe that. Right. <laughs> they're smoking their cigars, they're sitting in their chairs, and they're smoking away a cigar. You know, they ate a baby or two on the way to the meeting, and they right? did a satanic ritual, and they're all like oh, <laughs> chanting these weird things. And then they're all naked after the hand jobs, of course. And of course, there's yeah. no way to reach around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're not gay because they're doing it like a fraternity thing. So it's yeah, not this gay. Is, this is the Lord's work. You know, <laughs> by Lord, I mean the blonde guy that looks like he's from Colorado. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Has an and they're sitting there smoking their cigars. They really, Jason, they really think they're like, yep, you know, we are behind it all. Like, we're the Illuminati. You know, yeah. you, know, you could imagine them saying that and just like laughing because they know it's a system. Anyone that gets that high up in the system would mm-hmm. understand it's just like a systemic thing, you know? Right. Yeah. Like the president <sighs> thing always perplexed me. Why, how's one person going to make all these decisions? They're always busy golfing or making speeches. Like Biden is like one of the clear examples of that. He's really like out of it. He seems and they just shuffle him from place to place. And he's just well, like, you know what? I, I think that he is actually given uh, footwork to actually what actually happens is that we like to think that every four years or eight years, whatever, one new party has control of things. No. What actually happens is that every four or eight years, one new party gets blamed for everything. And that's what that's what true power is, is to blame like you know a scapegoat and then like you know everyone's raging at that person or that party and like you know i hate trump this these four years now i hate biden equal and everyone's confused and bewildered and not actually looking at the person you know the wizard you know like in wizard of oz you know the man behind the curtain or the woman you know uh yeah yeah i just think um you know it's a lot of that is uh you know 
people are overwhelmed with suffering and how the world mm-hmm. is going and the level of ego materialism and this culture of ego. And it's just really difficult to uh, get out of the cognitive dissonance, I feel, because people are just so they found their trip, whatever their trip is about politics or religion or whatever. They found it. That's their trip. And they just hold on to it. It's their pre- they're like Gollum in the Lord of the Rings, and they're just holding on to the ring, the precious, and that's their trip. That's how they see things, and right. train flags, and I'm a liberal, or I'm a conservative, and... Uh, well, my friend, how can I, can I ask you a question, and I think this, you're a person that's more than equipped to answer this question, is how do you shake that trip? You know, how do you wake up from that? Well, I, I feel it's all cosmic timing, so when, when that being that's, uh, caught up in that is willing just uh is ready they see beyond the ego it's just immediate it just all comes down to all that's ego so ego in the sense of the mind the separate separate there's up there's down there's me there's you there all that kind of stuff identification with the body when you you feel a pain ow that's me i'm hurting it's Mm -hmm. not the tooth is hurting it's ow because the because you're identified with the tooth all that is the same sort of mind net thing going down. And until that being really sees the, the, uh, another reality besides that, it could even be an astral plane. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Something that's not that, something beyond that, that is when they become ready for these other messages and ultimately to come home to where they already are. Because, you know, from the perspective of lightness, which I feel... You, you, we still care. We still care about Ukraine or care about Yemen. And Al, you're, and someone uh, has their uh, their pet dog die, and you're oh, you're crying with them. All that empathy is part of being human. And just like yeah, it's so so. And we, it's sad, and we're happy, and it's all at once. But there is another perspective that uh, makes all that bearable, and that's that it's all the self, and it's just a game of hide and seek. And, you know, we created all the different levels. We live them all out. We hide yeah. in them from ourselves. But ding, 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 it's groovy because we're always ourselves, really. So we're just hiding. And then we get to the point where we're talking about the cognitive distance and seeing beyond that. And they start to say, oh, there's something more. Well, then they go on a whole trip about that. That's the seeking trip. And yeah. I feel most people on the spiritual thing are on the seeking trip and they're getting, they're awakening. Are they meditating? Are they did a psychedelic at this festival and saw something different? Whatever it is, they're still looking for it. And finally, we we seek it, we find it, we resolve into it, we be it, and we always were it the whole time. And that's when the awakening journey really begins. When we when we are make we realize that there is this reality of who we really are the divine mm-hmm. being and that's behind it all. And we just feel like, okay, I'm going to give into that. And it just becomes an everyday reality. When you're brushing your teeth or talking about Ukraine or talking about Yemen or going to work at McDonald's, you know, it's funny because my uh, girlfriend, partner, whatever, spiritual wife, yo- relationship yogini, <laughs> she <laughs> always like noticed that in these podcasts, when I- I'm going with the flow, so I'm not busy talking, right? I'm not talking. I'm just letting it happen and coming from the heart. And she noticed always you bring up McDonald's, like someone (laughs) working at McDonald's or somehow McDonald's gets in there. And I'm like, 
what, she's like, people are going to think you work for them. I'm like, <laughs> I don't work for them. They're the devil. They're the devil. No. How come they, they can't even pay people like so, so little, you know, and like cows are sacred in India. And what is the biggest thing in America? Eating the cow. You know, not that I'm against uh, any of that sign of stuff. I just noticed these patterns. That's all. I'm not right. telling anybody what to eat. You want to eat 100 McDonald's a day and you want to laugh about it and you think people should be paid less. That's what it comes down to. Is just what's so bad, Jason? What is so bad about letting people go through their own thing? If they're going to think this and post their 10 Ukraine flags gay, what am I, what am I going to do? Sit there and judge them? Or they want to marry a goat? Then I'm going to judge them? Or they're going to think this or whatever, you know? That's the big issue. I think judgment, it separates. It's like righteousness. That person's this and I'm this. And it keeps, that's the what at the core of all this. Us versus them, judgment, you know. But it just seems like an impossible task for people to just let it all be as it is. Because we always got to change it. We got to improve ourselves. We got to. Well, I, I think that it comes down to like allowing people to make their mistakes. You know, the old saying, uh, buy the ticket. Uh, take the ride. Yeah, and allowing them, yes, and allowing them to understand what that truly means, right? Yeah, yeah. It, 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 there's a sense of that. It is just like we, we, we have this from a divine perspective. We bought the ticket. We take the ride. Is that we're not just? It's not like we're always the victim. Like right. we have this divine part of us, and. Uh, so that the ride's going to go as it's going to go. That's how I look at, say, my life as an individual person. But I'm not a person. I'm just, I'm all of it. But you know what I mean? The storyline. Right. I took birth. Like, I wasn't born. I, I came into this thing. And this thing is, is like a full package. Everything happened in his life, my life, in his life, all is set. Like, it's. I came into it and it's all, yeah. and it only appears like it's tick tock, tick tock. You know, that goes back to the physics stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Indeed. Okay. So we were but, talking about this stuff, Jason. What, what about someone out there that's sort of getting on the vibe and they, they got into this and they they posted 20 Ukraine flags already, but they're like, Oh my God, they made a point. I didn't even know about Yemen. And then they look up Yemen. They're like, that was going on for seven years. This many people died and there was famine. And they start to see racism and they see things on the news and European news where they're like, these people are like us. And they start to see all these things. And then they start to remember things and culture and all this racism. They're starting to see through it. And they're like, wait, you know, how's the American government tortures people? And they invaded things. And we're like, what's going on there? They're starting to like the cognitive dissonance is starting to fade away a little bit. But that scares them. And they want to go right. back to posting 20 Ukraine flags a day. And they want to go back to looking at it before. So they're like, what would you say to this person? Take it as it comes. Take it as it comes and be mindful. Be ever mindful. That's all you can ever do. Because either you can commit yourself to one thing completely and ignore everything else and then... What good is that doing? And where is your humanitarianism when you ignore the other 30 other things that are happening in the world? And if you forget where America's place in 
as far as drone strikes and what we have done. We have to be ever mindful. And you can't solve everything, but we must embrace everything equally. Or, or just get a Ukraine flag. You know what women get the tramp stamp? Yeah. <laughs> well, instead of getting the usual butterfly, all white girls, you know, the mark of a white, a true white girl is the butterfly tramp stamp. If, you, if you're a white girl out there and you don't have the butterfly tramp stamp, you are not yeah. white. You are yeah. no longer white. But anyway, yeah, you you? that. burn that off with some local thing. You know, you get a, a, a iron, burn that off and then get a new one, you know, get like a knife and put ink on yeah. it and just. Put a Ukraine flag at the tramp stamp. Yeah. You could just use the mirror. Just turn around. You see the mirror, and you just like sort of, you know, put it in there. You don't have to get a professional to do it. Yeah, just get the Ukraine not. flag right like, there. Are, yeah. are you are you are you actually for the cause or are you for the fall? You know, like you can pretend like, oh my God, I'm saying all the right things, and this feels so good, and oh my God, look at what I like. It has nothing to do with you whatsoever. It has everything to do with like you know. uh the people and the like, children and the women and the men and the people who are actually, whether it's Yemen or whether it's uh, uh, Ukraine or wherever, or wherever the United States is currently drone striking, like, it really comes down to compassion. Yeah, and that's a good note to end on, Jason. We have reached the end of the show uh, under the blanket, and this has been Baba Here Love. And, you know, compassion... It's that unbearable compassion where you allow it all to be as it is, and yet you see it's our suffering, and your heart breaks, and you have this infinite empathy and compassion, and you allow it. Yet that compassion also has that lightness where you see these higher levels where it's just a dance, and you just. Indeed. Yes, it's just so all of it at once. There's the explosions in Ukraine. And the couple in Idaho that are having the best lovemaking session ever and the candles <laughs> and incense and they're playing uh, Led Zeppelin. And she's just really beautiful. And he's he's this uh, 50 year old. He's overweight. He doesn't have a car and he, he barely makes it each month. And he got this beautiful goddess, hippie chick that he just worships. And they're having this moment and they're just on so many mushrooms. like And they're just seeing... All that is the moment includes it all, and they get that it's Indeed. the horror and the beauty. Yeah. So uh, thank you for doing the show, Jason. Thank you, my friend. Yes, and uh, um, so here we are. It's okay. It's all okay. We can bear it. We go the journey together. Jaden Crow, Baba Maraji River, be here now.